building an indie business in the center of venture capital investment. I'm Alex Edmonds, known as Supreme Rumham on the internet. Welcome to the Building an Indie Business podcast. Okay, <laughs> that's a new intro that I thought up uh, just now. Um, I Tell me what you think about it. Uh, this episode is going to be about interviewing, and I thought this was very appropriate because I just interviewed someone. So I'm going to go over the do's of interviewing, the don'ts of interviewing, um, Where? what else? Yeah, the, the don'ts of interviewing. Uh, I'm going to walk you through a little bit about how to interview someone. Uh, I'm going to talk about the mistakes I made. I made a couple. Uh, the benefits of interviewing, the downsides of interviewing, um, what software to use, and how to get great guests. Okay, um, before we get started, I want to let you guys know that this is the 50th episode, I believe, and my goal was to hit um, 52. That's my only goal for this uh, the podcast, 52 episodes. And so now that I'm definitely going to hit that number, um, I want to hear from you guys because I don't hear a lot of feedback from my listeners. So I created a survey. It's just 10 quick questions. I want to hear how you found out about the podcast. What's your favorite episode? Is there anything you want to hear? Anything missing? Things like that. So I'm going to be putting a link to the survey in the show notes. Okay, so let's get started. The do's of interviewing someone. Uh, Assume your audience knows nothing. So when you have a guest on the podcast, introduce your guest or uh, let them introduce themselves. Um, Let them introduce what they want to talk about or their history. Okay, and you want to do this because your audience can easily get lost or disinterested if you start a podcast or a conversation in this case in the middle. Um, start out light. Um, and this is because your podcast guests might not be used to being on a podcast and they might be nervous. So allowing them uh, to start with easy questions, um, it'll make them less nervous and after some easy questions, they will relax. So um, start off with something about their background and they'll start from there. Um, Open, uh, start, do uh, open-ended questions only. So ask them questions that they can expand on and it won't um, start like end abruptly and you, it'd be difficult to transition. So an example would be, don't ask, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? Ask, which ice cream flavor do you think is better, chocolate or strawberry, and why? Okay, next is have a goal. Um, what do you want to get out of the interview? What do you want to know? Um, allow This allows you to direct where the interview will go, uh, the flow of the interview. So, for example, my goal with Brennan was to learn about finance. And Brennan's goal was to talk about product hunt. And so I will go over in the walkthrough about how I achieved that. Okay, Uh, let them know that 
things can be edited out. And the reason why you want to do this is because um, it'll make them more comfortable and willing to talk. If uh, they might be afraid to be open with you, if um, they are afraid of making a mistake and thinking that you're going to publish it no matter what. Okay. Uh, the next do is be flexible. Don't stick to the script. If the interview goes beyond your your outline, let it. Um, in, in my uh, interview with Brennan, um, I had 15 questions that I had outlined, and we only went through about five of them. Okay. Uh, do avoid questions that might make the guests feel awkward. So, uh, in my interview, I knew that Brendan had just exited his um, his company that he was a part of. So I didn't ask him like, "Oh, how much did you make because of the exit?" Because that might make him feel awkward. Okay. Uh, do remember that they're most likely doing you a favor. And the reason why I bring this up is because you don't want to blindside them with one of your questions. Um, so one example would be that I wouldn't be like, how do you feel about venture capital and the impact it's having on the lower class in New York? I wouldn't say that to Brennan because that's awkward and he has nothing to do with that. Okay, um, the next thing uh, to do is give them the first question ahead of time. Uh, so th the reason you want to do this is because um, it helps the podcast flow because th the person is already thinking about what um, to say before the podcast gets started and um, they don't have to stop and then like they don't have to there's not an awkward pause right after you ask the first question because they already know what they're going to say. So um, with Brendan, he knew before we started recording that um, I was going to ask him about University Beyond. Okay, so the next thing you should do is your research. Don't um, ask questions they've answered a million times. And I'll, So on with my research with Brendan, I knew... He has a background in finance. Uh, I knew he was involved in an eSports startup. He's a big fan of Product Hunt um, podcasts because he's a part of the open podcast community. And he lives in New York. So um, I don't have a example of a, a bad example of not doing your research for Brendan, but I listen to a lot of, <laughs> of Bill Burr interviews. And one thing you don't want to ask Bill is don't ask him how he got started in stand-up. He's answered that question a million times. Um, don't ask him about why he started his podcast because he's answered that question a million times and he's answered that recently. So if you're doing your research on Bill um, and you look through his videos and previous interviews, you'll see that he's answered that multiple times. It's bad. Okay, um, the final thing that you want to do is make sure um, to allow your guests to mention anything you may have missed. And you want to do this by saying, is there anything else that you would like to mention? Okay.
those are the do's of um, of interviewing someone. Now these are the don'ts. Um, don't do rapid fire questions. Um, they're lazy. You don't have to do research for them, and your podcast ends up sounding the same because each guest will their answers will eventually mix and be the same. Okay. Don't express your opinion or comment on something that um, your per- the person you're interviewing says. Um, it eats up time and no one cares what you have to say. If you're interviewing Bill Burr and um, you express your opinion about something he says, I don't care. You're inter- I'm listening to the interview for what Bill has to say. If you want to say something about what he said, do an episode after the interview, a solo episode, explaining your thoughts through the interview. No one cares. Alright, don't jump right into the interview. Uh, meet with them before, let them relax, and then start recording. So, uh, with Brendan, I spent about an hour with him before the podcast, even longer than that. And we just really got to know each other. We talked We talked about the um, what questions to ask. Things like that, and it really helped us um, have a better interview. Alright, so interview walkthrough. So for um, an interview, what you want to do is you want to have 12 to 15 questions. So half a page of questions uh, for 30 minutes of an interview. And so if you have an hour interview, you want a full page of questions. And this is so you don't get stumped or have any like dead air um, during the interview. Okay. And so uh, you also want to map out the interview, creating a web of potential answers. So that way, you know what to ask. um, If the interview, if the guest goes a certain way. So, um, for example, if you ask, or hold on, let me just do my example. So, um, I was going to ask Brennan about his previous startup, and then I was going to ask about his role at the startup. And then, depending on what he said about his role, I was going to ask about finance or about his day-to-day the at the company so if he said oh I was the CFO of the company I was gonna ask the finance question and if he said oh I was the CTO I was gonna ask what is your day-to-day like okay um, so you want to do that and try to uh, transition uh, to each question so actually let me just go over the full interview that I had out in my head So I was going to start out with tell us about yourself. Then I was going to go to previous startup. Then I was going to go to role at the company. And if he answered about finance, I was going to say advantages for a company to stay private longer. And then I was going to ask about um, the indie maker movement, which is how I met him um, online. And then I was going to ask about product hunt. And then I was going to ask about uh, the product hunt meetup that he has just hosted. Uh, and then I was going to say, what are you working on now? And so if he answered about like the CTO, 
or a different rule. I was going to say, what's your day-to-day? Um, what attracted you to bootstrapping? Um, then I was going to go to product hunt. Then I was going to go to the meetup. Um, I was going to let them talk about the meetup. And then um, we were going to meet up at what are you working on now? And then I was going to ask them about the podcast industry. Um, some of these questions I didn't even get to because I just let him go. I let him talk about his previous startup, about college, about his opinion about the um, education industry. I didn't even, we didn't even, like I said, we only went through like five questions that I had. I was prepared for a switch, as you always should be. Okay, Um, the mistakes I made during the podcast or during the interview. I uh, I interrupted him by accident. And uh, yeah, I, so he, he was going, he was talking and I said, oh, what year was this in to get people, to get a better frame of mind for people, especially for me. And so I interrupted him by accident and I think I ruined his, uh, his train of thought and that kind of slowed down the interview a bit. Another mistake is I transitioned badly. He was finished making his point, and I go, oh, is that it? And so for what I meant was, are you done with the interview? And I felt like that was like, oh, I'm bored. Um, are you done with what you're talking about? Yeah, I didn't think that came out, came off well. Um, the final thing that I, uh, I did badly, and I think that I did this really badly, um, is I didn't test the audio or software for the interview. So I had just assumed that if we were on any video platform, that it would record the audio for me, and I could just edit it somewhere or on Audacity, because that's how I do things. Okay, but uh, we tried Zoom. It wouldn't record the audio. It would record the video, but not just sol- solely the audio. The the video, the, the audio, it wouldn't record the audio only. And so we tried Google Hangouts, that didn't work either. We tried Skype, that didn't work either. And finally, Brendan was like, oh, is there like a podcasting interview software? And I was like, yeah, let's try Zencaster, which I know about, but I just wasn't thinking about it. So finally, we did Zencaster for the audio and then Skype for the video. And um, we got disconnected after the interview, and we saw the video, but because the audio was on Zencaster, we couldn't hear each other, and so we had to hang up on Skype and then call each other back, and I just thought that was really funny. Okay, uh, now the benefits of interviewing. Uh, when you've interviewed someone who doesn't have a podcast and they have an interest in podcasting, Um, they'll invite you onto their uh, new podcast and you'll be exposed to a new audience and so will your podcast so you'll get more listeners okay Um, uh, another benefit is less speaking for the host so I've been talking for 15 minutes uh, non-stop and with um, interviewing someone I talked about when I was interviewing Brennan I talked about for maybe two minutes total um, in a 46-minute podcast. That was great. I loved it. Okay. The downsides of interviewing someone. Um, You constantly have to search for guests. 
I was very lucky that Brendan had ask, asked Fajar or me to interview him. I probably wouldn't have done an interview if it wasn't for him because I didn't, I don't want to search for guests and that's why my podcast is solo. Okay. Um, another downside of interviewing is the inconsistency and in, uh, the quality of your guests. So one person can have experience uh, being on a podcast and that really helps you because they know how to handle being on a podcast and they might not get nervous. Um, another guest you have, uh, this might be their first podcast and they're not used to expressing themselves. And so they'll be nervous and your quality between interviews will be inconsistent. Okay, um, so now how to interview someone, um, specifically the software to use. So um, to record the actual interview, I use Zencaster. And what Zencaster does is it will send you two audio files. It'll send you your audio and your guest audio. Um, the downside of Zencaster is um, you can only have two people on the interview. So if you want to do a roundtable, you uh, can't do you can't use Zencaster for that. Uh, we use Skype for video, and uh, yeah, that's just for to see each other and if you want to make visual cues to each other. Um, and then for editing, you can use Audacity. So like I said, they'll uh, Zencaster will give you two um, audio files, and you upload them or import them to Audacity, and then you just you do like three different things. I think you go to track and then mix and then render, and then it'll it'll put them together. It's very easy. I was so relieved. It was so easy. Okay. Um, the next and final thing I want to talk about is how to get great guests on your podcast. Okay. Um, the first thing you want to do is you want to tap into your network. And this is how um, I had Brennan as an, a guest on the podcast. I, um, he is part of the Open Podcast Network. He was looking for um, to be interviewed, and I was looking for someone in the community to help start the Open Podcast Community Podcast. And I finally did, and I will put it in the show notes, finally. Okay, um, the next thing you want to do to find great guests is look for places where people are looking for guests. So there's podguest.me, which has um, like basically ads for people that want to be guests on podcasts. It lists um, what their area of expertise is, why they want to be on podcasts, stuff like that. So that is one place. Um, and I actually am currently working on a feature to post ads for people that want to be guests on podcasts and people that are looking for a co-host. That will be a paid feature though, but it'll be like one to two dollars just so I don't have to have fees and uh, it'll prevent spam uh, on that page. Okay, so the next thing you can do to great get, get great guests, and I think this is the final point I'm making, yeah, so um, the final way to get great guests is have a specific person in mind and find out where to contact them and reach out to them from there. So let's say I wanted to have 
Bill Burr on the podcast, which I would love that. But anyways, um, so if I wanted to have Bill on the podcast, I couldn't reach him on social media because he has 1.4 million followers, something like that. So I w- he's always saying, email me um, at bill at the mmpodcast.com. And his assistant goes through that. So odds are um, he would hear about that, that I wanted to interview him on my podcast if I sent him the email. So probably email would be best for him. Um, so yeah, that's how you would get great guests. Okay, that's all I have for today. Um, this is a pretty long episode. Thank you for listening. Um, have a nice day. If you are a avid listener of the podcast, please fill out the survey. It'll be in the show notes. Um, thank you for listening again. Have a nice day. Bye.